It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfrey. Hi. This is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 All right, so did that go how we thought it was going to go? Did it it go differently than we thought? I have to say, Bundy, the most upsetting part of the game isn't the fact that the Flyers lost. It isn't the fact that they couldn't get the puck out of their zone in... The last two minutes yeah. of regulation play. It's that Anthony Sanfilippo now picks up two points in yeah. our unofficial predictions uh, standings, which means we all got a point, but he got two for the correct score. So now Anthony has a two-point lead. And, and we season. we couldn't get the goalie out, which was really rough. Like the, the so that's how you know your night's going the way it is. Yeah. And let me tell you, I just by starting out, people watch right to the very end, and I assume everybody did. Yeah. The problem the Flyers had tonight, especially in the last two minutes of that game, was Carolina kind of showed that they'd been there before. Yep. They'd been in the playoffs. They had a lot of players that had, had done that. Um, and so a couple of guys hanging out with us. But they, a bunch um, of people. Yeah, a bunch lot, of people. A lot of here. people here. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So, but the one thing, that that's what it was. So they kind of clamped down at the end. They won both two, three, one-on-one battles. That kept the puck in the Flyers zone. Then they just circled and cycled. Yep. And Philadelphia ran out of gas. The five players on the ice, they couldn't get it out. And by that time, they couldn't pull the goalie. Yeah. So they had no chance to get the goalie out of the net. Um, it felt, you know, it's one of those weird ones. Like, it felt like that was kind of coming the whole game. I thought Hart did a great job early to give the Flyers an opportunity to stay in it. But by the third period, you know, it's a it's really, really hard as we said, to play like that. When, yeah. and, and then they got pushed into their own zone a lot, I thought, in, in uh, at parts of the third. They, they did a little bit, did some good things, too. They weren't able to capitalize. They did have chances. It was kind of a freewheeling middle of that third period, I thought, a little bit uh, too loose probably for each coach's liking of, of what they would like to see. Yep. Um, but this is certainly, uh, you know, this is kind of a humbling loss, right? Like you hung in there, you're three minutes away from – Maybe getting the overtime and, yeah. and, and uh, shortening it up and taking a shot at it and just never happened. So that's a that's a tough loss. And then losing it with you know three minutes left. The, the by the way, the coverage on that goal was just awful. I mean, horrendous. Yeah. Like you the know, thir- that, the third yeah. goal is so inexcusable on a number of levels. And, yeah. and I saw people going after Hart for that. That was not no, no, that no. was not Carter Hart's fault. So first of all, like, I think York needed to have a little bit better third than he did. He did not yeah. have a good third period. He was yeah. responsible for the battle in the corner. And then the puck came out. I mean. As a defenseman, the left defenseman in that case was Sanheim, and he's just got to feed out. Like, you can't just sit in front of the net. you got to feel where the, the danger comes from, 
And the danger was Tara Vinen on, in front of the net, out about 10 feet away from where he is. You got to be able to read both the plays if there's a back door, if some guy slips around, but also make sure that that shot can't come, get off. There's yeah. no way that that shot can get off. Uh, and as a defenseman, it's your responsibility. It's that, and again, people make mistakes. You miss the coverage. But that is the left defenseman's job to get out on that guy. If there was a center available, sometimes you might get help from the center, but you can never rely uh, on the forward coming in there and trying to bail you out. That's the defenseman's responsibility. Is that something where it it's just a feeling? I can only compare, like, I, I can compare this. Piss off everybody. can compare this to soccer where you, you don't want to lose a late runner. You don't want to lose somebody behind you. You, you can't allow someone to sneak in behind you. Is that a, a lack of just general awareness on the part of Travis Sandheim to, to not cover, to not be in position? Or is it just a, a case where he just got sucked across and just, I don't know, like lost track? I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened there. Well, I mean, again, so what happens is, is that there's five guys down below the, the, the hash marks. Yeah. Everybody was down. And there was a loose puck that squirted out. And then the play was, so the Teravina ter and that just kind of leaked back out to, the, out to the slot in the shooting position. Yeah. And the worst, so again, the Flyers are getting those situations we talk about, like don't run for hope for plays. Yep. Don't, that was kind of a hope for in a sense of getting the puck out. You got to come out with authority. And then that's where the cycle started. And that's where Carolina, and they could expose you because they are as good as any team in the NHL at making like those quick, Three, four-foot passes under sticks, between skates, are really good at it. I've watched them do it for a few years, going all the way back to playoffs. Uh, that's bad coverage on that goal. And it costs yeah. the Flyers a point in this game. Yep. Uh, I want to get to the comments because, if, of course, as we know, not only is this the number one rated post-game show, this side of the Mississippi, for the Philadelphia Flyers, but also it's the most interactive because we go to you, the fine folks who are checking yeah. in on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. It's essentially the fan show. It is in a the lot of ways. The post game especially. We like to go to the fans the most with post game. Yeah. Remember, if you're on Twitter, we love you. We care about you. We think you're fantastic, and, and you make us so warm and fuzzy. However, we can't pull your comments up on the screen. You have to go to YouTube or Facebook for that. Please go to, to YouTube and, and join us there and hit the thumbs up. But lots of comments here. This uh, one is, uh, uh, is an interesting Mer one here. America Witt, unforced turnovers. This one? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, uh, from, FedEx, from Pope. FedEx Pope again. I wish Torts had pulled the goalie yeah. earlier to get an extra man. Okay, so I'm going to say this. He had about 30 seconds to pull the goalies. The goal was scored with three-something left yep. in the third. Yep. The Flyers couldn't get it out of their own zone for two yep. minutes. And ideally, a coach in a one-goal game wants to save about 90 seconds, yep. get the goalie out, you got about a buck 15 to work with. It was horrific. They like, couldn't. I, I don't blame Torts at all. And you're sure not going to pull the goalie with 320 left on yeah. a brand-new face-off. So yep. there was nothing he could do about that. That's up to the players to get the puck out. Uh, make a play, get the red line, because you can't ice it again, or it's the yep. same five guys. Yep. This, this I, I, I think we can take to task to some extent. PSU Flyer says, good compete for 17 minutes in the third, then they gave up after the Canes goal. All right, so I don't know if I would say they gave up in the final three minutes, but they certainly looked, I almost cursed. We can't curse on the Press Row Show. We yeah. can't on everything else. They looked <laughs> bad. The last two and a half minutes, the inability to break out of their own zone and maintain any semblance of possession in the Carolina end, prevented you from being able to pull heart, prevented you from being able to use your home ice advantage, prevented you from being able to get pucks on the net and to actually have a chance to take this to overtime. I mean, they, they flat out blew it down the stretch. They, they got caught in a bad defensive posturing position, yeah. and that play and that sequence cost the game at the end of the day. Right before that, 
Morgan Frost had a chance. I mean, there was a puck down low. I think, was it maybe Scotty Lawton have another opportunity? I think there was a great, great chance, too. They had a couple opportunities, and really you can't ask for more than that. The, uh, Anderson made the save, and I thought Carter Hart, like, I'm not, I'm not blaming him at all. I yeah. mean, there's no way for anyone to blame him on that third goal. It's impossible. I mean, he's got to watch the side of the net and also now be vigilant and aware of, of their best goal scorer, one of them certainly in the high slot, yeah. uncontested. So that really is what happened. But I don't I don't blame Hart. I thought he was great in this hockey game. I think he's been great all year, to be honest with you. Um, and this is really, uh, again, this is a tough stretch for the Flyers. We talked about it. But you yeah. got to find ways. They were in a game. Um, they were in the game today. Like they had a yep. chance to get a point. Every point is so critical, especially early in the year. And you hate to see uh, a team kind of lose, uh, lose their traction on the ice with, you know, late in, the, in a hockey game. Yeah. But you know what, Russ? We had a, we knew this. Yeah, we did. You know, like we've talked about this. So you know, there's there's a, a lot to be grateful for here, and a lot that we look forward to. Yep. But we still have to understand what this group is. Yeah. And you know, again, they got a home and home with Buffalo. Buffalo is a team that's been chasing standings for 20 years. It seems like yep. you know, and they finally got their stuff right. But that's an example of a team that struggled, an organization that hasn't drafted right, yep. made bad trades, yep. uh, got the wrong players, and and their rebuild maybe now with a new with new people and they're, they're starting to turn the corner. But we got to remember who this team is nightly. Uh, when we get big wins and they treat us to a great effort, that's a bonus. Yep. Uh, this is a team. This is a team. The GM said, you know, it'll be up to the players to determine how far they go. But but this is a rebuild. And I, we are doing that. I do have news for the, the fine folks who are checking in. Stop what you're doing. Make sure you tell someone about the Press Row post-game show because Anthony Sanfilippo is down in the locker room right now. It looks as though he's going to be getting Owen Tippett oh, uh, good. For, a, for a post-game interview. Owen it Tippett, looks, again, I like him scoring today. Yes. Just from a feel-good standpoint, that's yep. a good good sign because you want to see your goal scorers feeling good. And I think that's got him, uh, is, it two, maybe two, is it two in the last three games or two in the last... Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 So he, he, two of the last three. He's he's looked better. The one thing that I think you can, you can say about Owen Tippett pretty much across the board has been, he has not given up. Um, There have been times where he's obviously struggled to find the back of the net, but he never really looked like he lost himself, which, which is an easy thing to do as a young player. Well, especially when you start trying to chase goals. So instead of playing like that, you have to just be in a situation where you can um, still do other things. You know, getting pucks out, making sure, getting opportunities, creating chances, moving the puck, being a good player, you know, on the forecheck. Those are all things you can control, how hard you compete every single night, you know. Yep. And that doesn't may not, that may not come out on the, goal, on the sheet and the goal sheet, um, but it comes out to your coaches and your teammates understanding, hey, it's not going in right now, but he's working and he's trying. And that goes a long way. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, the, there are two guys that we were talking about up here um, during the third. Uh, with some of the people who came up to visit us. Whether mm-hmm. you go to section 121 and you ride the elevator up. We had, we had a couple of guys up here who uh, they walked, they took the stairs. 
Came up yeah. here huffing and puffing. It was really funny. What the one dude say? He's like, man, I need to stop smoking two yeah, packs a day. Like, he was like, he was like, you know, <laughs> tell people that when they come up, just make sure they're not smokers because it's rough. Um, Sanheim and York, not a great game. I, I'm at a point now where I watch York play, and I, I don't want to be overly negative. I don't want to be overly critical. But I watch him play, and I say, there is no elite skill there. And it doesn't look like there's something that's like a, a, a budding elite skill. Like, for all of his flaws, you, you watch a guy like Morgan Frost, who, like, can disappear. But he had a, a play earlier in the game where you see him make a fantastic pass that, like, only one of a few guys on the ice could potentially make. Like, that's his elite skill. We know he has elite vision. Mm-hmm. York has not shown anything yet to this point, at least this season. That makes me think, ah, that's the thing. That's the thing that you build on. You know what? I, I, and, and I tend to agree with some of that sentiment, Russ, but again, I'm going to say give a defenseman some time. Yeah. Um, he, but it's, it's tough. And again, and I'm not sitting here throwing stones. I play this position. I tell people all the time, it's hard. I've made mistakes, lots of them. I had to live with them, and that's the way it goes. Everybody did. Everybody that plays defense is. I don't care if you're Nicholas Lidstrom. He made mistakes too. Um, the The thing is with him though is I want him to. I want to see him try to do a little bit more. I want him to try to see him take a little bit bigger bite of the apple instead of just playing safe. Yeah. You know, safe is safe will get you a little bit, but they're asking that pair too to do an awful lot. Yep. Like Sanheim is is playing second most minutes in the league. Great. He's not equipped to play the second most minutes in the league. He's not that kind of player. And York is his partner. Yep. He's a young guy. I mean, that's the, uh, demanding so much yep. from those two defensemen. Guy, one guy playing out of uh, out of his um, his slotted position, another guy being forced into playing second year big minutes yep. and make plays, and it's just not there right now. Sandheim, though, you know, before these three home games. He had a great thing yeah, going on. He looked really good. He did. He was great. So you know, again, you hope that he just rebounds. Like you hope that this doesn't start a, a downward spiral. I mean, anything can happen, right? Um, let's. Michael Biglin checks in and says, I thought Zamula looked good with Walker. One thing I will say about Walker is he, he seems to be steady. He's a steady presence. I didn't know what to expect from Walker, and I certainly didn't expect him to be like a guy who jumps off the page. But like Steady Eddie. Yeah, he's... It just doesn't I, do a whole lot, but doesn't hurt you either. You know, yeah. he's got a couple... Listen, he's got two goals. Yep. I mean, it's... You know, you ask anything you can get from a guy like that is, is a bonus, and... You know what? Uh, he he's a guy. I haven't noticed him. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Yep. It looks like uh, they're they're trying to get ready. I think I think they're about ready to for us to throw it down. To okay. Them. Uh, Anthony with Owen Tippett. I'm going to bring them on here. Okay. Second. We're gonna we're gonna see. Let's let's throw it down to uh, Anthony. All righty. Um, we're here with Owen Tippett here in the locker room. Owen, um, tough tough finish for you guys today. Um, nevertheless. You, had a good third period there. What was working for you guys, I think, in the third period there that maybe in the first two periods you guys seemed to struggle to kind of get going? Yeah, I think we didn't sit back. I mean, obviously, uh, 2-2 on home ice against a really good team that's you know, always up the ice and, um, you know, pushing the play. And uh, we didn't sit back. I think, you know, we were aggressive in all areas and you know, trying to, you know, advance puck forward. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a good, good hockey team over there. And, um, yeah, I think we can – Kind of learn from this, and, and know that we can you know, play with some of the better teams in the league, and uh, we just have to stay aggressive and, and not sit back. I'll ask you about uh, another uh, good thing first before I get to a tougher one. Um, your goal, 
um, make a nice play, force the turnover, and then Coots feed you a nice pass. Just kind of take us through that one. Yeah, I just hopped off and um, you know saw their guy didn't have much room to go and put uh, off the pass. And, and Coots made a good play going to that area and um, another good, good play going kind of finding me in the slot. Um, I made the made the joke that you know you get all those chances and it's a curveball that goes in. So, uh, you know it's it's good. And, um, you know, if, and, you know we're all starting to feel comfortable on that line and, and find each other's chemistry. And stuff. Is that one where the puck just it comes off your stick weird and it just works works in your favor there? It's a little yeah, bit of a knuckleball. I, I think so. You know, it could roll up at any given yeah. second. And, um, you know, it could go in the same spot, just not the speed you want it to. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that's probably a difference in this game is the power play. Uh, you guys seem to, to really you know, struggle to generate, even really generate a lot of chances there. Um, it's been a thing that's been a point of contention, I think, for you guys to start the season. What, what needs to change, I think, a little bit from your perspective? Uh, I think just the intensity. Um, I think if we take it the way we uh, think we are 5-on-5 five five and, you know, don't sit back and, and push pace and, um, you know, think, not think about that we're uh, one man up. So I think we just have to kind of be more intense on it and, um, you know, make plays quicker and support each other a little bit better. But um, like I said, it's still early and hopefully we can turn that around. One final question. One of the things that you guys really made um, obvious early in this season when you're playing well is how together this room is and how much you guys like playing for each other. Um, when you get two, t two tough losses in a row like this, it, you know, how, how do you think that comes back into play and can help you guys get out of it and not stretch it out to three, four, five games? Yeah, I think... You know, it, it's tough when, you know, you lose one game, let alone two. But uh, I think any time you can kind of sit back and say, you know, we were in the game for, for the most part and um, it could have gone either way. It's it's a confidence booster and uh, we're still finding our way and, you know, finding our identity and, and how we want to play. So I think if we stick to it and, you know, keep playing the way, you know, we can play and, you know, not sit back and, and force, force team fans, it'll be good. Great. That's Owen Tippett. Thanks for joining us here Thank after you. the game. And we're back. Look at that. Owen Tippett with Anthony Sanfilippo. Yeah. Scored a goal tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly not uh, a game that you walk away from him feeling anything, but but probably good for him. I mean, it's, you know, you talk about as a young guy, the importance of being able to find the back of the net to kind of get yourself back on track. We, we kind of complimented him here at the start of pregame about the fact that he hasn't lost himself as he's been trying to rediscover his scoring touch, and he's gotten a couple of goals over the last few games. Um, certainly has to be something that you feel like you can build on if you're him. And if you're Torts, it has to feel good to, to know that you have another one of these guys that performed well last year. It, it should not be forgotten that Tippett had a strong season last year and that he was a guy who built up a lot of equity with Torts mm -hmm. because he was a go-after-it, every shift kind of player last year. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of guy that Tortorella is looking for. So, you know, you talk about building that kind of equity, you know, gaining, what, what, what's the phrase that you use? Like gaining money stock, in the bank. money in the bank. Yeah, equity. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it's good to at least see him performing. And when you think about what this was, it's a loss to a better team, a better Carolina team. You look for small wins. And if Owen Tippett finding himself and finding that scoring touch and getting rewarded, even though it's in a loss, uh, that has to be one good positive takeaway for this game. I think so, because you can think posi 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 positively that your go. goal scoring uh, is going to pick up with guys feeling it a little bit. And that yeah. is a thing. You know, when goal scorers are feeling it, 
they you always believe they're going to continue scoring goals. So it is a positive sign. And, and you know, Owen Tippett, pretty, pretty straightforward there. He came a long way last year. Right? A lot of people second-guessing the trade when he came in from Florida for the Drew uh, in the Drew trade. And, yeah. you know, he's done a really good job. I mean, he's found a scoring niche. I mean, you can't, uh, when you think about the fact that they got a first-round pick and then they tossed him in with, with the package, yeah. I tell you what, it's a good move. And that was a Chuck move, too, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to say it. But, yeah, you remember, I'm, you know, please don't speak that name. With me. What's how they say it in that show there? He who must not be named. That's <laughs> So that would be Harry Potter that. must and, never uh, go to Hogwarts. So that's but that you know, I mean again, but he's 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 a big part of the team. You know, you get a guy who can score goals like that, maybe someone who's got upside of scoring trying to get forty goals. Yeah. He had a good year last year. So I'm always looking for the positives of a player like that. It's a good guy, good teammate, yeah. and uh he's well liked down there and I hope he continues. Listen, I'll 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 give Fletcher more credit for this one. Like Tippett was a guy, all things considered, when when you had the former captain of the team kind of go about getting traded the way that he did and limiting the former president and GM of uh, hockey ops to having to do business with one team. Tippett was a guy who the, the rap on him was he didn't develop into the guy that Florida thought he could be. And they were kind of like ready to give up on him. And listen, you have to give credit where it's due. Tippett, I think, is a good player that you can look forward to as a guy that will be on this team as they kind of start to develop into what they, they hope to be. And he's got the right mindset, you know, he, and he has the kind of mindset that Torts is looking for. So there's that. Um, somebody goes, the only good move by that guy. Um, let's see. There's a, there are a lot of questions, comments, and concerns here. Um, we, can, we can touch on something that there are some people asking about. I think now is probably a, a good time to do it now that, Things have kind of you know, mm-hmm. quieted down in here. Um, there was a, a really tragic um, event that happened over the weekend. Beyond tragic, yeah. I mean, uh, a, a senseless. Uh, some are calling it a freak accident. Uh, you went on Twitter today and said that uh, you you don't believe that it looked like a freak accident. I don't. Not, not I, that it was an intentional. Well, I said result, it, it looked intentional, but I, I certainly when I said didn't mean that the guy intentionally tried to go to the kid's throat. I mean, okay, I, I reached out after Russ to about six or seven former teammates, some of them national broadcasters, some yep. of them big-time brass coaches. Mm-hmm. Not one of them said, Bundy, you're not a 1,000% right. Yeah. Every one of them. And why one guy – Do you have that tweet? I'll, I'll, we, can, uh, we can read what you what – you you put up, or I could. I, could I just, I said after seeing the, the incident involving Adam Johnson, um, that Bush League needs to shut down for investigation immediately. I was literally appalled and sickened by what I saw. It looked intentional. It was a kung fu kick. My eyes are not lying. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. I, and and again, like I mean, I just, it was so beyond reckless, so beyond disturbing that you could put somebody in that type of a situation in a game that we play as kids is just pathetic. And I know there's a lot of people defending. I just don't know. I've never seen anything like this. And there's a couple of players like I read on Twitter where they were saying, like, oh, it wasn't intentional. I don't know how else you could say it. Yeah. I, I had guys saying, yeah, it was a kick. It was a roundhouse kick. Yeah. So, again, I mean, my, my heart pours out to that young man's family. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the perpetrator or, you know, the, the guy who caused the incident, I don't know anything at all. But I just saw that, and I yeah. couldn't – you know, it – 
nobody put it out for two days, right? And it seemed like last night, early this morning, is really when started. the videos were coming in. Yeah. I was sick yeah. watching it. And there's other guys, like in hockey, it's, I, could, I had to watch it one or two times. Like, guys that played 25 years ago, we saw a lot of crazy stuff. Yep. Uh, I Russ, I, it was just so devastatingly disappointing to see that in a game. And, yep. and I, I'm just uh, absolutely crushed to see it. It's a hard it's a hard thing to talk about. I think the thing that is the most upsetting about it is there's no way to have like an honest level of discourse about it because the way that it has kind of caught fire on Twitter isn't actually assessing the play. It's there there's a camp that seems to believe that it was a freak accident. There's a camp that believes that it, it was an in, uh, that it was an intentional swipe of some sort. I don't think there's anybody arguing that the intent was to cause the injury. Of course, and, and and that maybe and, said, but and, look, and, and but so, the kick was intent. Like yeah, it, there the, was the intent, kick was intent on that. So, but this is also kind of morphed into this weird thing where you get people saying, "Well, is there a reason that people are going after this guy?" And you can look at it and say, "Well, he has a very recent history of seen spearing, his sheet? of spearing players, of getting kicked out of two of the last four games, seventy-one penalty minutes in the last eleven games, like there." It's not as if the guy who causes horrible injury, this this death. All right. You, it's not as if he had like a, a, a clean history. You know, it's it, it is a problem. And unfortunately, you know, there, there are times you watch players and you say, You just like this doesn't belong. That kind of play does not belong. Russ, I had an incident in the league. Fans know about it. I accidentally accidentally took a slap shot and I almost killed the guy on the ice in Montreal. And I'll be honest with you, it was in, I don't think I was ever really the same again after that. I wasn't. I've told people that. I used to tell my dad, I, I was, I couldn't believe that somebody could possibly die. I said in a kid's game, I took a slap shot, I hit Trent McCleary in the throat. It crushed his entire throat area, larynx. They had to give him that emergency trach on the ice as they took him off. That was devastating. So I've been through that. And then to see the recklessness and the insanity with that play. And I'm sorry, I'm, I can't allow people to say, to make excuses for it. Yeah. I just can't. A young man lost his life yeah. in a game. And if the kid wasn't qualified or had, didn't have the ability to skate properly, then he shouldn't have been playing in that league. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible to see that. Now, there, there were questions in the comments, and it's something that I think people have continued to ask, is if there's going to be, like, an actual investigation into it, if there could be charges coming. Remember, it happened across the pond. It happened in the U.K. The courts are very different. The entire process of, you know, going uh, and, like, what the burden of, of proof and everything, it, like, it's, it's vastly different. We'll keep people updated. Um, but all you can really do now is is, you know, send your thoughts, your prayers and everything to his family, and I, I will say, regardless of what intent was, um, the the other player, no intent for something like that to happen. That's going to haunt him for the rest of his life, knowing that... that There'd be that no he, doubt. Yeah, I mean, but... So, anyway. anyway. <laughs> I don't want to end on a downer. No, I, didn't, are, I just it, I it, want it, to it explain needed, it. It needed to get talked about. But there's a lo- it's a, I, it shouldn't be as polarizing as it is. Yeah. Which is just like... I, like I'm telling you, like I've called good people, like and, I, and they're like, dude, like I, I had one teammate say I watched it a hundred times, it got worse every time. Yeah, that was a former, longtime NHL teammate. 
Every, and it was on t- in text. He's like, dude, every time I watch it, nothing got better. It was in, it looked just as malicious as anything you're ever going to see. I don't recommend people go watch it. I there, didn't post the video. Are, I just made it. I was unbelievable. I could never. There are some videos that are going around that are about five seconds where it shows the foot coming up, and then that's where it cuts off the, the video, so you don't, you don't see any of the graphic. But, um, yeah, I, I think everybody's going to have their own interpretation of it, but we, we wanted to make sure that we touched on it. We have this game coming up on Wednesday, and it's hard to kind of find the line because when we're doing pregame and intermissions, it's not really the place. And with us trying to figure out three games this week, of when we're going to do like the actual show, we wanted to make sure that we talked about it just in case we don't get to a regular episode this week. So, uh, you know, big thank you to everybody who uh, you know joined us for today's show. Um, the Flyers are back at it on Wednesday. Anthony is back up here yucking it up. Yep, um, at, as he is wont to do. We will be back on Wednesday, pre yeah, we uh, seven o'clock and game. Yeah, seven I'm, or seven thirty. Oh, that's what I'm pulling up right now yeah. because I th- I think Saturday's a seven thirty game, but I could be wrong. No. Wednesday is a 7 o'clock game. They'll be welcoming the Buffalo Sabres to town. And then on Friday, they're back at Buffalo. But they're coming back here to Wells Fargo Center. Saturday night, 7.30. Saturday night, 7.30 against the Kings. And it's like Elton John once said, Saturday night's all right for fighting. That's right. So anyway, uh, hey, I know that Halloween is tomorrow. Happy Halloween, everybody, to all our listeners. Are you going to dress up for Halloween? Do you give um, out candy? I want to know. <laughs> You're gonna ask me if I like darken everything, shut the lights yeah, off. Yeah, I, I want to no. know. No, like, do, I, do I answer the, the door. If I, I've answered for many years. I've answered the door. I know I don't sit on the driveway. If you want to come get candy at my house, or are you like one of those kids? I bet you know where you leave the candy. You're like, no, hey, just grab one. Because uh, I would go with my pillowcase uh, when I was like nine. And I would just dump the whole thing into my pillowcase. Uh-huh. First neighbor. See. It was gone by gone by six thirty at night. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna put the fire pit in the driveway. We always do a big fire. Oh, nice! Big fire, and we give out full size candy bars. This has been like a tradition since we moved to our new neighborhood a few years ago. I'll tell you what, though, I don't know if it's gonna happen again next year. Costco for the thirty full size candy bars, it's like twenty two dollars. It's all, and that's on discount. Okay. okay, that's good, Russ. Listen, you can believe in inflation or not, or <laughs> Biden Bidenomics or Trumponomics or whatevernomics. Stuff's expensive. Spent like $100 or $125 on candy for Halloween. You're a good man, Those kids better appreciate it, let me tell you. You're a good kid. Thanks. Thanks, Bundy. I appreciate it. Everybody, I hope you have a happy Halloween out there. I hope uh, if if you dress up like Bundy, if you dress up like Bundy for Halloween, please make sure you tweet it at Snow the Goalie. Make sure you wear your reflectors. There you go. H says he's going as Bundy. Oh, that's beautiful. How about that? Wear your reflectors, all right? That's right. Make sure that you can be seen. Make sure you're visible, okay? And everybody have a safe uh, trick-or-treat out there. And uh, we will be back. And I'm going to go to the outro now, which is very loud. And I can't control that right now. But we're going to work on it for, uh, for Wednesday night. So everybody have a great night out there. Thanks again Thanks for again, checking everybody. in on the Press Row Show. Talk to you Wednesday.